You are listening to a live taping of the Mostly Harmless Podcast talk show hosted at Mutiny Information Cafe on October 8th, 2015. The guests for the show include comedian Mara Wiles, author Josiah Hess, and musical guest The New. The theme for the show is scary stories you tell in the dark in which guests discuss the things that frighten them most as children, what scares them now, and uh, other fun stories about scary things that go boo in the night. Uh, the talk show was followed by a silly game of Mad Libs and performances by Mara Wiles and the new. The talk show was sponsored by Ratio Beer Works, who are on hand pouring their repeater beer and domestica. Uh, they are located at 2920 Larimer Street in Denver, and you can find more information about them at RatioBeerWorks.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's cue the theme song and start the show. Welcome to the Mostly Harmless Podcast, live episode taping here at Mutiny Information Cafe. It is Thursday, October 8th, for a little while longer. Thanks for coming out and making this late, sh- late, late show. I know this is past some of your bedtimes here. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. And thank you for staying up, drinking that extra amount of caffeine, and uh, you know, not tucking your kids in to bed tonight. Thank you. Um, before we get this started... Uh, let's give a big, huge shout-out to Ratio for sponsoring this uh, thing. Keep it nice and lubricated. Let's give a shout-out to my, uh, my Ed McMahon, to my Johnny Carson, Mr. Matt over here making your copies. Yeah. I decided I needed a sidekick. I need to get you a microphone so you can just kindly uh, chip in whenever, you know. Um, so thank you to Mutiny. Uh, let's give a shout-out to my good friend Ginny back there. I put out of the call saying I needed a bartender tonight. Jeannie has no idea what she's doing, and she's doing a fabulous job at it. Um, make sure you tip Jenny. The beers are free, but please tip Jenny. You see, Jenny has a poor problem. Um, her fiancé is a musician. She is saving up for a literal ball and chain to put around his ankle to keep him at home. So please help her fund that dream of keeping Corey here at home. I'm just kidding. I love you, Jenny. Thank you for pouring these beers. Uh, right now, we're drinking the repeater. When this keg is tapped out, we will switch to the lighter alcohol percentage um, Domestica. And I guess there's a few bottles of the uh, new Schmoo beer running around here tonight. We'll see if we break into those as well. Um, so for those of you who have never been to this, this is like a round table talk show. Uh, extravaganza, three ring circus, ridiculousness. Uh, as the night goes on, I'm going to progressively get drunker and these words are going to be slurring more and more and more. Um, it won't surprise many of you that I had this idea for a scary stories you tell in the dark theme show while drinking at Ratio. And I was like, oh man, it's going to be such a great idea. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so funny. And then you sit down and you start doing the work. And you start thinking about the things that scare you. And you start going deep down inside of yourself. And you realize that, uh, god damn, I'm one fucked up individual. <laughs> There's some very, very scary things inside of me. And, uh, you know, it's not just the gelflings and the dark crystal anymore frightening me. It is uh, other things, you know, like children or 
the IRS or, you know, um, women. <laughs> women, they scare the shit out of me. Can, can any of you, ex well, let me shut up, Sam. Uh, so the great thing is, is I realized that, uh, you know, we all kind of feel this way. We all feel a little fucked up and weird inside. And so hopefully today we get to share some stories with some of our great guests we have here tonight. Uh, the lineup is incredible. We have Josiah Hess, <laughs> author of this fine novel here, Carnality. He also writes for Vice and a um, ton of other websites. We'll bring him up in a minute. I still got to make, make an ass out of myself. We have Meryl Wiles, fabulous comedian. And then the... And the new is going to play, uh, play some songs and chat. Um, but so I, I was trying to find a, a, a funny story to tell you guys about something I was scared of. And the, uh, the one image that kept reoccurring and reoccurring in my life, and this one thing that just popped up in my head, and I was like, oh, I got to fucking tell them about this. And you're going to think I'm weird. You're going to think I'm crazy. Even crazier than a person who puts on a pretend talk show in a bookstore. Um, <laughs> the thing that really scares me... This totem, this of icon uh, economy, is that a word? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Iconology? Sh whatever. <laughs> I've got beers. I've got beers. It's all that matters. The thing that really scares the shit out of me, guys, otter pops. <laughs> otter pops. And you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck is an otter pop? An otter pop is one of those uh, plastic juice packets you throw them in the freezer, they freeze, and voila, you have popsicles. Why the hell do Otter Pops scare this guy is what you're wondering. What the fuck is wrong with him? Well, I, I'm going to tell you. It all started back in my childhood. No, I, I have to start with my father. And really, it, it, this is really what it all ends up being about, is I'm afraid of becoming my father, and these Otter Pops become this iconic, icon, this totem of that that image. My father, he did the best he could. He's a bipolar man. He's absolutely out of his mind crazy. Um, he, but he did some pretty awesome things. He took me to see the movie RoboCop for our shared birthday. He was turning like 36. I was turning six. <laughs> it was violent. It was bloody. It was scary. And it was fucking awesome. Goddamn RoboCop. I have a poster of it somewhere. Kyle, we're going to hang that on the wall, by the way. Um, we weren't a rich family, but, you know, we were a family of six. We grew up kind of poor, but we always had a, a, a freezer full of good food, refrigerator was stocked, pantry was full, and we always had these fucking Otter Pops. And another thing we always fucking had is, it, and it, it dawns on me later in life that my father was a hoarder. He hoarded everything. He had a garage full of newspapers, magazines, Playboys, marijuana. The guy collected everything. One thing we really did collect was cats. Cats. I'm not kidding. Cats. Now, I want you to think of a big number. What's a big number? No, 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 no. Like a realistic big number. Whatever. Too many numbers. 30. 30 is a good number. We had at one point growing up about 33 cats. And I am, I, I am not fucking kidding you. It started with one sweet, sweet, sweet little kitten. Then we found three other kittens. And as kittens grow, do, they grow into cats. And as cats do, they inbreed. And they inbreed a lot. And we had these cute little, 30 cute little Hemingway kittens and cats running all over the ground. Not only they're super cute and super sweet, they're also stu super fucking stupid. 
Um, my littlest sister loved and named them all. And of course, at her age, she named them all after Disney princesses. We had, um, we had Ariel, we had Jasmine, um, Mulan. We didn't actually have Mulan, but it's funny to say. We had Belle. Uh, we even had fucking Sebastian. You know, but we, little did we know how fucking cool we were at 14. Um, but we had, we, when the inbreeding got really, really out of control, we ran out of names, and she got lazy, and she named this one orange tabby cat Tigger. Tigger was the dumbest of all cats. Even though he had six thumbs, he couldn't land on any of them and always landed on his head. He never knew what kind of problems and, and things he would get himself into. He would find him stuck up in a tree, um, running around, being chased by the other cats. He was, he, he was the little, uh, he was the runt of the runtest. And what does this have to do with Otter Pops? Well, I tell you one day, I, live, I grew up in Louisiana, it's hot, it's humid, I'm sweating profusely, very much like I am now. I get home from school, I'm hot. We've got these Otter Pops. I go and I open up this freezer. Buddies, I don't find an Otter Pop. I find Tigger. So my, something had happened. Tigger had fallen one too many times and didn't get back up. Where was his fucking life alert then? And so here I am, like, my father in his infinite bipolar wisdom, who knows what is going in through, through his hoarder head, I'm going to freeze this cat for another day. I'll deal with this later, and throws it in the freezer. And so I can't think of an Otter Pop without thinking of my father or without thinking of a dead cat. The worst part of all is years later, I got a job at Sam's Club stocking the groceries. You know what the biggest selling treat of all during the summer at Sam's Club is? <laughs> fucking Otter Pops. I stocked those goddamn things every fucking day and I had to relive this over and over and over in my head. So as an adult, the thing that scares me the most, I think of Otter Pops because I think of my hoarder father and I think about how I don't want to become this, this crazy, crazy man you know, with his 80 cats, his magazines, all that marijuana. God knows what he does with it all. He certainly does. How can you smoke that much? I don't know. Will you guys let me know? And so that, that's my biggest fear is becoming my father. So hopefully, you know, I'm trying to not to be so serious here. You guys didn't laugh enough at that Tigger joke. <laughs> but uh, today, today we're here. You know, it, it's been a long week. It's been a rough week. We've lost some good people along the way. Um, cheers to everybody. We, we lost the Broadway music comedy crew. We lost a handful of people. Let's, uh, let's get this show started right. We don't want to be too somber today. But it's good to talk about. We're talking about fears. We're talking about the things that scare us. Uh, and let's, let's, let's be funny and let's enjoy the show because that's what they would have wanted. Um, I'm going to stop rambling so much and let's get some fucking guests up here. Uh, let's, let's, uh, for Otter Pops, uh, let's, bring up our, uh, let's bring up our first guest, the, uh, the wonderful novelist, Mr. Josiah Hess, writer for Vice Magazine, Denver Westward, as well as uh, Split Cider and how, uh, the internet. He writes for the internet. He's fantastic. <laughs> I've been a big fan for years, and I'm very happy to have Josiah on the show. Come on up. Come on up. Let's talk about your book real quick before we talk about other things. Let's where, where am I going? I don't care. Wherever you want to go. I know. I don't know. I don't know. So is, is that the right chair? Is it? I don't know. I want, I want to be with the people. I'm a socialist. Hey, buddy. So how are you? I'm doing well. 
I just watched a great uh, Lifetime movie about Ben Carson. Who? It's on Netflix. Ben Carson. He's a GOP presidential candidate. Oh, you're like a political person. I don't know. It's not a comedy central. I don't watch it. He's a really terrible person, but a brilliant neurosurgeon. You guys should really watch it. Was it a scary film? Uh, well, it was intense. He, uh, he separates uh, conjoined twins at the head. Uh, he, he slices them in half and cuts uh, their brains in half. He, in order to do it, he has to stop their hearts for one hour. He only has one hour. And he has to separate these conjoined twins at the head. It's amazing. I mean, is, but is that what he's an gonna... absolute terror, right? If you know anything about <laughs> politics, he, he, yeah. He shouldn't be president. No, he shouldn't be on TV, really. So you recently put out Carnality. Did I, I'm saying that right? Dancing on the Red Light? Yeah, yeah. I want to bring up a copy so everybody can see me. it. You can buy this fine book here in Mutiny. Oh, no. Um, tell me a little bit about this book. I'm not, I, I don't know how to read, so I haven't read it. It's a psychological horror novel about evangelical Christians. That's, uh, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, uh, that was the idea. Um, it's a semi-autobiographical. Um, it's not exactly my story, but it's a story of me and a lot of people I knew who grew, grew up with me in that scene. And yeah, it's a pretty scary way to spend your childhood. And where else can people... Like, the reception's been good for it? It has. I've been surprised that people like it that didn't grow up in any kind of extreme religious household. Um, I mean, that's good. That's uh, encouraging that people get it uh, without having grown up with that. But if you did, it's something that stays with you. It's it's a nightmare that doesn't go away. (laughs) And and where, other than Mutiny, where can people find this book? Uh, Oh, like a dozen stores on Broadway, Fancy Tiger, Lowbrow, um, and then City of City, Kilgore, uh, Twist and Shout, Tattered Cover. It's around. Hell yeah. Or you could just buy it from me. I sell it out of my basement. Nice. Did you bring the copies? Well, I guess you don't want to bring the copies with you. compete with Matt. Oh, I here. brought copies with me. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. Let's sell them. You, you I'm going to be like just staring at people as they exit, you know, holding them in my hands with a little tin cup. Awesome. Let's bring up our next guest. Let's do it. Let's bring up uh, Mara. Mara, where are you at, Mara? Yeah, woo! Woo woo! Where do you want to sit? Let's sit right there. I'm going to. Right in the middle of the action! Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, Mara, you're uh, the host of Mara Wiles and the Funky Bunch. Mary Wiles. Let me get Jesus, my own name God right. Damn it, right. Mara Wiles and the Funky Brunch. Oh, shit. It's at Grandma's house, a new brewery down South Broadway. It's about a year old. It's not that. That new. Is it, is it scary doing comedy that early in the afternoon? <laughs> um, not for me, because I look great in daytime light, and uh, I wear a jumpsuit. So it's, it's doing comedy during the daytime, it's just the right combination of good energy and, and like day drinking to make it really take off. Uh, but it's a good show. It's free. It's fun. It's funky. There's and a there's de- brunch. There is there is brunch, but it's funky brunch. It's a it's a it's a food truck, and it's different. Or it's not just like a food in a in a trunk. It's oh a food truck. And but that's kind of scary too. Like what kind of diseases are on that food truck? I mean, hopefully they're good ones. They're approved vendors. One was in <laughs> just like a shopping cart from Albertsons, but he seemed reliable. <laughs> that guy has amazing taquitos. <laughs> he he found them in I mean. in a gutter, <laughs> and they were half off. 
Right next to some otter pops. No. They're a little hairier yeah. than me, but so. There is such a good thing as good bacteria. Correct. We need it. Uh, you're also going to be doing a table reading of Ghostbusters coming up, Yeah, right? um, at Bug Theater, uh, October 23rd, we're do or 22nd, on Thursday night, we're doing a live table reading of the original Ghostbusters, but with a female cast of Ghostbusters, because, yeah, get ready. I like the mixed response of only two like, I'm pretty psyched about it, and uh, it's going to be pretty fucking cool. And that's at Bucks Theater. So. I think it's going to be pretty badass. I, it just, you guys have a weird response to things. It's like you like Come it. Come on, just guys. Like, it's 2015. <laughs> I brought them all down with the cat, dead cat story. Yeah, I, guys. It, I'm. It's, it's my fault here. I I'm sorry I that women aren't funny, but I'm not very smart or pretty, so I've got to shellac something on the street. You know. uh, Do you have any other plugs to plug here at the beginning uh, of the show? Ugh. I run an open mic at Syntax Physics Opera, so if anybody wants to try comedy, it's every Wednesday at 8 o'clock down the block on Broadway. So. How did I do? Was that pretty terrible? What do you mean? Like that in little, general? That little intro I did? Oh, earlier? Oh, you were awful. No. Yeah, you. <laughs> no, you were great. You were okay. being very earnest about your, your dad and the overrunning of I thought of it was cats. a wonderful story. That's a crazy so. story. It's... Sadly true. <laughs> I, th I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Your guys are just saying this, but that's okay. okay. Yeah. Anything, well. <laughs> else, you anything um, else you two want to plug before we bring up our next guests? Be kind to one another. Oh, yeah. Spooks. That's, that's, that's sweet. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna take my extra long mic cable and move beyond you guys to make room for our next guests. See ya. Ooh, Ooh fancy, art. fancy, fancy. So these guys. Uh, the drummer is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, I just met the other guys uh, in the back alley. They initiated me in some kind of gang. Uh, they just put out a new record on Greater Than Collective. Yeah. Uh, they just released a beer with Ratio. These guys are uh, a new band. No, that's a bad joke. Uh, let's bring out <laughs> the new. Yeah. Woo guys, I only have three microphones. You guys got to share. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Andy, how did you, uh, you're not, uh, you don't really read the height requirement to have joined this band. No, but I have a, <clears throat> I make up in other areas. <laughs> I'm pointing to my nether region for people who are downloading this on the internet. Oh, you're giant bubble? Dick. Yeah. He's got knobby knees. And how are you guys? Did I get all the right plugs correct for you guys? Slightly smaller than Andy. Yeah. That's how I'm doing. Do you want to ask all of us that question? No. I don't care. <laughs> I got to get the plugs out of the way in the beginning because usually by the end of it, I'm too drunk to uh, remember to do plugs. So it's good to get them out of the way in the beginning. We put out a new record. We put out a beer, which is more important. <laughs> yeah. We have some of that beer too. Yeah. Like when we. How much are you selling the beers for? Uh, $10. A bomber. But they're also just sitting back there unguarded. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like all these we give you a beer? Yeah. And Everyone those, moves. those bombers come with the download code for the record too, right? That is correct. So you can. Yeah, that's a pretty great idea. Whose idea was that? Uh, like the music industry is pretty much because no one ever buys CDs anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. So we figured if you can dupe someone into just like having your album for free when they buy another product, that's the best way to get it out there. Yeah. Exactly. We're, but you two, no. We're, we're talking, we don't want to get into that scary of things, just you two. Um, so guys, so we're, we're here today talking about scary stuff. Um, I feel like we should have flashlights in our faces. Turn off all the lights. Get some strobe lights going. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> uh, so, so some people... Uh, Way some, ahead of you. Some of my friends <laughs> are very often like, 
they're they're like, how do you get up on stage and talk to people? Do you like I have so much stage fright? Do any of you guys have you guys ever suffered from stage fright? Oh, Is absolutely. Yeah, even tonight. Yeah, I'm paralyzed with fear. Are you? Look at him. He's trembling. Yeah. For those who can't see it, he's terrified. I wore a long coat, so you can't see the dark spot spreading throughout my crotch. (laughs) (laughs) He's peeing his pants. Did you guys guys (laughs) ever (laughs) suffer? He's a writer. I get right to the point. He's he's painting a picture. I'm telling you, it's pee-pee, all right? It's pee-pee. Damn. So did you guys ever suffer from any kind of stage fright ever growing up, anything like that? Do you guys have any advice on how to get through and get over that stage fright for those little little kids in the audience here? Yeah, it, it's it's called alcohol. <laughs> yes. It's great. Yeah, it really just uh, sets your fears at ease. Oh, I left mine back there. Yeah, that's oh, why well, you're, you'll never cope again. <laughs> you're super yeah, nervous. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Daddy. you're stuck. Okay, so uh, my a buddy of mine mentioned to me that uh, he, he's afraid of making phone calls. And he likes to rehearse phone calls. Do you guys ever do anything like that? Like I just don't call people anymore oh. because you can just listen to voicemails and delete them and <laughs> text the people you really care about. I, I phone Talking on the phone, not my style. In yeah, your face. Text <laughs> messages and emails, you can edit over and over to sound exactly it, perfect. Just exactly right. Really yeah. create your brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a freelance journalist, so my job is basically based around talking to people on the phone and never seeing any human face-to-face. Do you ever fake an accent or a uh, (laughs) region that you're from? Just for the hell of it. Uh, I used to. I was a debt collector, and they give you any kind of uh, alias name. You can come up with your own alias, and I was Liam Greenwood. Oh, Liam. It was a combination of Liam Gallagher from Oasis and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Sounds like a hot dude. Yeah, he sounds like he's got a lot of layers. I want to know him. I want to know what makes him tick. (laughs) Where my money went. It's funny. I read a fantasy novel. Uh, I mean, I found a fantasy novel with that that, that alias not long ago. That very same alias, Liam Greenwood? No, I'm just making that up. Is this Looper? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that aligns with the movie's plot at all. (laughs) Is a guess. No one saw it. No one saw it. This is going nowhere. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about scary stuff. Uh, When I was a little kid, I was frightened to death. Well, I'm still frightened of women. Well, that's that's for a whole other. Do you need me to leave or put a bag over my head? You keep saying that. (laughs) (laughs) No, because we have microphones and people are watching. So you're fine. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm not really afraid of women. Don't approach him. I'm just Just afraid of rejection. I'm not going to ask you anything. Don't ask him out. (sighs) I'm going to say no. Jesus, good. (laughs) You better you better not be menstruating. That gets him over the edge. (laughs) But yeah, let's let's. I don't want to say now. Guys, this is my show. Don't make fun of me. You asked us a question. No, but it's, it's good. Did I? It'll make you stronger. <laughs> no, so I remember being a little kid, and my parents let me watch Troll 2, which is the worst Smart. movie Smart. of all time. Smart parenting choice, yeah. It, well, it was on HBO every single day at about 3 o'clock, and you know, the babysitter just left it on, the babysitter being the TV itself. Um, <laughs> And my parents let me watch Troll 2 as a very little kid, and that traumatized the shit out of me because I thought my room was going to grow into some kind of forest. Sure. And then uh, later on in life, they let me watch Nightmare on Elm Street 4. I think I was six or seven, and I had reoccurring nightmares of my mother turning into Freddy Krueger and stabbing me. That seems right. Wait, you started with number four? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they really didn't want you to watch the original. We are a sequel family! <laughs> and, and, and here's the funny thing. Number four is still my right, favorite. You were right, I know it. I'm doing it wrong. Uh, so, but what were the things that really scared the shit out of you kids growing up, starting out as as like little, inf- you know, infantile children? 
Are we talking movies or just scary? Just whatever, man. Those are the things that really jump out in my head that, that scared me the most. So, so I, have a, I have a scary thing that I was, I, was, I was scared of two things when I was a kid. So I grew up in the mountains and I was always terrified of forest fires. Obviously because, you know, it's probably pretty painful to burn up in a forest fire. But I was also <laughs> really terrified of my neighbor's cat named Kiki. Because Kiki would always like follow me home and he would jump out and he would attack my feet and it would scare the shit out of me Damn. and I'd go running all the way home. So years and years later, I marry this woman named Jen, but her nickname that her nieces and nephews called her growing up was Kiki. And she used dun, to fight dun, fires dun. for AmeriCorps. And so, she's a cat. And she's a cat. <laughs> I could make a really <laughs> weird joke. <laughs> now, oh, no. did, did you mean to marry her? Or did she just kind of trick you? I think it was fear. fate. Fear. We Aww, were drunk when we were That is weird. I like stuff like that, those weird coincidences that just happen. Yeah. They're a little spooky. And also, look what we just found in the record store Whoa. the Kiki D band. What? Hell yeah. yeah. Haven't checked it out yet, but I, I, it's got to be great. <laughs> Looks like Jane Fonda. Roger Pope was the singer. She's a babe. Mm. Mm. So that was my, that was what I was afraid of. Get back to your of. safe zone. Yeah. I'm going to go nice, back over nice, nice. What about the rest of you guys? What else were you guys like, I mean, ridiculously afraid of the, that was silly and stupid? The movie Poltergeist and the movie Exorcist uh, terrified me. And Poltergeist and Exorcism still or something. I don't, I'm not like uber religious or like a practicing Catholic. But I think if you like talk about it enough or like you know, try to connect with, I don't know. I don't want to open up any doors that I can't shut or anything that I need to call some sort of priest. I do know how exorcism Well, like works. look at his book. Like, look at his I book. Can, I, can do one. <laughs> I feel like Josiah is the one who knows about all of my darkest <laughs> secrets. Covers his book is pretty much mine. I do. So I've been studying you for years. Oh, no. So what, what I about know everything. Oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> clowns and closets? Um, I mean, clowns are generally... Scary, I mean, it depends on the look of the clown, the amount of blood on their face, the sharpness of their teeth. Not claw, wasn't like a closet, because I just watched Poltergeist the other day. And that is like a terrifying doll you would never buy for a child, ever. If you guys remember what it looked like, it was tall and like glass and pointy, and they just leave it. <sighs> Life size dolls, I'm also scared of, uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't I don't know. I don't like the idea of things being controlled by a dark force. Right? <laughs> I think yeah. we can all agree that's oh, bad. Oh, I don't know. I <laughs> love that. I'm on the side of dark And forces. serial killers. They're out there. Oh, come on. It's 2015. <laughs> There's two in this room right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> Alleged. <laughs> Alleged. They usually are the hot ones. Damn it. <laughs> what, else? What, other, what other embellish, embellishing? Goddamn, that liquor is kicking in quick. What other embarrassing uh, skeletons do you have in your closets, guys? I had, uh, growing up, I had a weird brain. I was super anxious all the time, and it would make me sick. And I got really nervous about forgetting what I was nervous about <laughs> because I had a list that I had to go through of like what I was checking off. And so when I would forget about it, I'd try and think of other things. And my biggest fear was being insane and not knowing you were. Oh, God, that's Oh, see, that's, that's, we're on the same page. Yeah, that was like... That's adorable. And then like all, all your friends <laughs> who were hanging out with you were like... Like your mom made them because they were being nice because you were the insane kid. And you were just like, guys, everyone loves me. It's so I think I'm funny. But they were laughing because you're just an insane weirdo. Oh my God. So like yeah, that was the, most of my childhood. Like a child How would your mom assemble that crew? <laughs> Man, through, through church group. Like a band, probably. Yeah. Oh my God, like it's all back. Church people do anything. They would. Jesus. You can get really weird in a church. Yeah. Late at night. I, yeah. I've seen some things. Yeah. Potlucks. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a kid in my neighborhood. It was in a small town in Nebraska, and he was called Rock Boy. And he, uh, <laughs> not like rock and roll, but he uh, he just played with rocks all day. I mean, <laughs> he was always on the corner, and like we'd walk by anything. He was like 50, but he looked like a mix of 20 and 80. And uh, <laughs> I was always, I just figured that I was like, I thought I was, I sometimes thought I was Rock Boy. And I just didn't know I was Rock Boy. Oh, like you were like Rock Boy creating this world for yourself as the small boy. Like to him, he was the oh, one going to school and everything was fine. And he didn't know it and I didn't know it. Oh, that's crazy. I used to think my life was a book somebody else was reading. <laughs> Dark shit, Have you gone man, to therapy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock are you Boy, okay? are you all right? I, I meant uh, tornadoes. I hate tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Monsters. Ooh. I mean, I, Velcro, I hate the sound place. of Velcro. <laughs> I, mean, I, I am afraid of becoming a bipolar crazy cat person, but Rock Boy brings it to a whole nother level. <laughs> you Rock Thank Boy you. probably you. loved Otter Pops. Yeah, yeah fucking Otter Pops. Yeah. Rock Boy. <laughs> Can uh, I say every something birthday about for the rest of my life, I'll get Rock Anyway, please. Can I say something about dolls? Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> no, 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 we're going to go there. So who here, who here in this room has seen The Sound of Music? Everyone? Everyone's All right, raising like, their hands. <laughs> who remembers the marionette scene? Right? We're going with this one? All right. Uh, I'd like to say that this volume is brought to you yeah. by Ratio no. Beer Works. Just talk, you get, talk into it a little more. All right, all right, all right. Three inches. All right, here we go. So uh, the guy who created those puppets in that scene in The Sound of Music, his name's Bill Baird, and he comes from a town called Mason City, Iowa, where I am from. It's this town that has this huge... And my wife. Ooh. You're, well, I, it's, it's a funny uh, topic. Your, your wife's actually from Clear Lake, Iowa. True. And doesn't her uncle own the bean field where Buddy Holly's plane crashed? What? Her grandfather, yeah. Grandfather. The Holy crap. The, the day that music died, crashed in my, <laughs> my, his my wife's grandma. Grandpa. Jake killed music. His wife killed was the music. maid of honor <laughs> in her rock boys wedding. Too. What? Like, I, I kid you not. We all come from the same little town in Iowa. Controlled by a doll? Uh, no. <laughs> where, where Buddy Holly uh, died in his, uh, his wife's grandfather's beanfield. Anyway, Sound of oh, Music. Just Mason blew City, my mind. <laughs> the same town that gave us the Music Man. Uh, it's a big show tunes town. Anyway, the dolls all ended up there in an old museum. It's called the McNiter Museum. It's in a dark part of town that people don't often go to in, in a converted mansion <laughs> that became a museum. And throughout my childhood, we used to get taken up there. They would bring children to this place as if it were no big thing. You know, uh, this is before uh, the movie Child's Play or Tommy Knockers or all the things we associate with poltergeist, mm -hmm. uh, with creepy dolls. But I would be brought to this place, this dark mansion where no one ever went. It was always empty at this museum, and you go up this long, uh, uh, like, Gone with the Wind-style staircase uh, uh, up to the second floor, and then down a couple steps into a dark hallway. It was always d really dark in there, and the only lights were behind the glass cases where all the marionette puppets were. That shining sounds terrifying. from the floor up into their bright, unblinking eyes. <laughs> and you'd be ushered into this hallway of terrors as a child and just be confronted with not only the sound of music dolls, you know, the goats and uh, the hikers and 
you know, they have those enormous eyes. But also uh, other Bill Baird puppets, uh, these uh, Wizard of Oz puppets, uh, some demonic-faced uh, puppets, uh, these can-can dancers with enormous exposed breasts, mm. which I don't know why this was considered child-friendly. Now, <laughs> now you're freaking Damien out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, too much, too much. It's still there to this Women. day. <laughs> this old mansion in Mason City, Iowa, where you can go and see the hallway of puppets and I still, to this day, all my family lives there, and I, I go there two or three times a year, and every time I wander out to this part of town, smoke a whole lot of cannabis, and just saunter through this uh, McNider Museum, because it's just, that's my roller coaster. That's my bungee jumping. It's, it's a, an intense, thrilling experience back through the terrors of my childhood. Goddamn, how do you prepare yourself? To Does go back into that thing. Work in this museum? It just sounds like you just crawled there, in a window. It's like, oh. There's, a, there's always one person at the door, but it's always like quiet An as old a widow. mouse house in there. <laughs> That's terrifying. How much does that fuel your novels? I don't know if that museum plays a, a role in my novels, but that kind of emotional experience, especially as a child. And one other thing. Isn't it I, the biggest puppet museum in the world or something like that, too? Uh, no, it's actually uh, fairly small. I mean, oh. it's a, a converted mansion, but I mean, you go to most museums here in town, like Denver Art Museum, and you're surrounded by tourists or other workers. This is like a silent, reverent monastery of creepiness. Well, as an adult, yeah, because I, I hate roller coasters. I hate any kind of like physicality thrill. I, I love, <laughs> you know, just freaking myself out. Just in Josiah and a guy masturbating in the back corner <laughs> to the big to the big bosomed puppets. Old Phil. Jesus Old Phil. <laughs> he used to work Jesus. at the gas station before it broke down. He's an institution. <laughs> His wife runs the desk. He's up there again. <laughs> alright, alright. We gotta shift gears. No, let's talk I, about Old Phil more. I like it. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, Andy, no. I have nightmares. Another you know. fear. <laughs> no. Confront. Now, let, let, let's ship some ge- God, can we please ship some gears? No, that was great. This is a comedy God. show. Yeah. No, I, wanted, <laughs> I don't know what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted not knowing it was a man. You know, transvestite uh, looking. Never mind, bad joke. <laughs> okay, so we're adults now. We're no longer petrified by... Uh, well, we're pretending to be adults. I'm looking at the new mo- specifically. I'm now. 33. I'm 34. I have a checking account. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I I applied for a bank loan this week. Look at me. I don't have have any. I I have a King Supers card. (laughs) (laughs) I use Jake's phone number when I check out a King (laughs) Supers (laughs) card. Corporate America. Hey, so what, so what things what things keep you up and awake at night now? You know, for me, like I'm I'm a fr- like I I pooped blood a number of times this week, and I'm kind of wondering. Hmm. At, Jesus. At what, at what, <laughs> no, you're fine, dude. That's an at adult what, thing. Yeah, that's at what point do you go to the doctor for that? that. Right? Just bite off no, the leather. When keep going. you see blood in your poo, that's when you go to the doctor. Like after First the time, seventh yeah. or eighth time, right? Are we having an intervention here? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm afraid to go to the doctor. I mean, he's going to give me the diabetes when I go to see him. <laughs> see, I, I'm a b- he doesn't give you anything. He gives you information. Hey, I'm a big advocate. If you're feeling sick, go to the doctor. Because you never know what you're going to find out. And it could be life-saving. I was saved by a doctor. Do you think you're going to 
die, go to the doctor. Yeah. So great advice. Otherwise, You're gonna just don't die. go. <laughs> I like his idea. You're going to die either way. <laughs> what a guy. I, I, I encourage but. going to the doctor. All right. Um, speaking, if we're asking about adult things that you're afraid of, so I'm a homeowner. I also oh. have a King Supers card and a bank account, <laughs> oh, so pretty he's, good. He's the winner. <laughs> but I'm afraid that since I don't know how to fix anything, that slowly but surely things in my house are just going to break until the entire thing just like crumbles to the ground, and then oh. me and my wife are just like, oh, fuck, I should have gone to Home Depot like five <laughs> minutes ago. And do you, do you have nightmares about losing your teeth? Uh, no, I don't. What does oh. that mean? I don't know. I have think, nightmares about losing my teeth. I think that means... Probably because uh, I'm losing my teeth. It means you're insecure. I feel, you're like feeling out of control or something. That's Most common. dreams That's feel common. like you're out you're of control. You're doing all right. It means you have right, blood right. in okay. your stool. And That'll you happen when you otter pops all day, God every damn, day. right? I know. Uh, it, this, this is really just the form of therapy for me. Uh, so what, what else are you guys afraid of that uh, can leave me staying up all night? Afraid of adulthood. Tim's, Tim's afraid, afraid of, of microphones. Micro shorts? Microphones. Microphones. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's we don't need them. It's the bulbous well, look head. Look at you. You're uh, doing it. You're doing well. You're the sweetheart. It's, here. it's a big step. <laughs> I'm afraid of food deserts. Oh. It's a real, real, it's a real problem. <laughs> it's a real problem. No, you're, that's, Desserts? That's a it's like a kind, social conscious no, problem food to deserts. have. What's a food desert? It's when Five people, points. It's when people, people can't find healthy, affordable food to eat conveniently in their neighborhoods. So like fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Tim's just it. hungry right now, isn't it? <laughs> I work Which for, I anyone work for who Wick. lives in Broadway right knows here, nothing about. We have a fucking vegan grocery store like 500 yards. Called Nooch! Which is a great place. I'm not knocking it. I, I shop there. But we are, you would. we're the last, uh, you know, epitome of a food desert. I mean, Trader Joe's is like three blocks away. And, but it's a problem, yeah. folks. Food desert. Food Open desert. your eyes. Food desert. I mean, I, I guess for me, I get a little nervous that like the cool progressive people I know who aren't having children right now are never going to have children and then just like more Duggars will emerge from the world. <laughs> and it won't matter how like progressive or steps we take, it's just numbers at that point in time. And there's not enough denim in the world to stop them. That's kind of my concern just socially. I have friends who tell me that to not watch the news anymore. It's like, so you can just be surprised about society <laughs> falling apart around you? People just carrying shotguns just by chance to the, you know, the coffee shop. So that's what I worry about, people. <laughs> Republicans? Yeah, or just, like, hate. Like, I don't understand how, like, ra I feel like racism's making, like, a comeback in 2015. Like, you know how it was retro to wear bell bottoms? Now it's, like, really cool to hate blacks again for some people. <laughs> I feel like it went away for a little bit. People kind of hit it. It's always been there. But now it's, like, people are like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm an asshole, and I'm proud of it. So you see it with bros on the street walking down Broadway now, getting in fights, saying horrible things. I don't know. I just like people. Be nice. It's yeah. all coming from people in the suburb have anal sex now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we measure progress. <laughs> Which neighborhoods have what type of sex? I guess if, they, if you're having anal sex, your mind's starting to get opened as long as other stuff are too. Oh yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's always a ratio. Sponsored by Ratio, guys. Yeah. Hey. The butt opener we all need. No, uh, that didn't sound right <laughs> at all. Good God, man. Try Noosh Move. Yeah. I think I've been unseated as a host. But I wanna, no. Anybody else got any real life, some real fears? I'm scared. Some real? 
things you're scared of? Those are real things, man. No, I know. <laughs> ghosts. I still... Uh, yeah, back to you ghosts, know, You mentioned uh, uh, mirrors. Um, uh, Troll 2. Troll 2, no, yeah, that's, that movie. That's the Fuck association that I made in my head after... Uh, my I, rem- my, I know what you're talking about. After my fourth ratio beer. Um, in Troll 2, there's, he always talks to his grandfather through a mirror, and he always went to that, except for the, the big climactic scene where he goes there, and it's not his grandfather. It's this big, scary witch. And to this day, after that, seeing that scene in uh, 1995, I do not look in the mirror when I'm going to pee at night. I'm 33 years old, and I pee in the middle of the night quite often because I, I drink. You should go to a doctor. <laughs> I, I will not look in the mirror in the middle of the night because I am certain there is going to be some face other than my own staring back at me. Now, that would be pretty scary. I do that, too, but because of Candyman. Candyman fucked me up. Or Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah. She's been tracking me. Or just, you know, intruders, home intruders. <laughs> do not look in the mirror in the middle of the night. It's a good. It's a good lesson. Don't look in the mirror at night. Stop and joking just around. Don't look in the mirror. You're beautiful the way you are. It's not asking a lot. <laughs> just take selfies all the yeah. time. Let's give it up for Kyle, Ty. everybody. Yeah. The best. yeah. What, what's the name of the guy that uh, does the the thing in tennis where they grab the balls from the ball? The ball, uh, boy? ball boy. Ball boy. <laughs> bad boy. He's the bad boy. Who's for that beer? boy? He's like a ball boy except for I don't beer. Know, I don't know why I went immediately the to tennis. The rock boy hangs out the quarry and. <laughs> You're such an elitist. What the fuck? There's rock even, boy, there's ball boy, there's bat boy. That crazy 2080-year-old. 20, 80 year old. 20 <laughs> <sighs> Forever young in that weird 2080 range. So that super hot age. <laughs> so one, so another thing I, I'm really, really afraid of that I want to work out here tonight on the stage is I'm afraid of kids. I'm afraid of having kids, yeah. mostly because of the crazy genetics in my blood, and I'm afraid I'm going to pass them on to them. But uh, Tim and Jake... I said it right in the wrong order, but I got it right. Ish. We're all Jacob, white. whatever. <laughs> I got the new dudes. You guys yeah. just had kids, or you guys have kids. Well, our wives did, yeah. Your wives, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you helped yeah. a little bit. I had yeah. the hard part. Groan. One clap. No, so um, I, I've never, uh, I've never been in a position to have that conversation, or to even. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> laughing. Yeah, thank God. There's a lot of positions. <laughs> Christ. Uh, so, so when you go into that world of having kids in that realm, that idea, how fucking scary is that? What happens? What happens to you? What goes through your head? Tim can go. He's fresh off the boat. He has the newer kids. <laughs> I think it just uh, makes you realize that it was fucking hard to be a parent a little bit, you know, um, these little kids just stare at you like, I can't do anything whatsoever, <laughs> and I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> I think my biggest thing is uh, because we're still tied and alive at the same time of an older generation that was in a way shittier time period and had way worse views of other people, that you see those traits that exist and you're just hoping that like, I hope it's not like sitting underneath and I don't even know it. Kind of like to be insane and not knowing it. Yeah. I hope I don't have like some crazy shitty racist gene that just like pops out out of nowhere (laughs) at the next generation. It was like recessive. Something that. My parents and me didn't have it, just my grandpa did and then it just, yeah. (laughs) 
It, it's, yeah, you just hope you don't pass on one of those weird DNA things that you just even know is sitting there waiting. That is scary. That's yeah. a scary Can thing. I ask a question? I know this isn't my show, but well, it's something I'm curious it. about. Do you ever get to the point where you kind of accept that you're going to fuck this up in some way? I mean, not overall like you're going to be a terrible parent, but in some way you're going to do something like 20 years later you're going to look back on it like, what the fuck was I thinking? That was a terrible decision to make. Uh, that's what uh, I would I, think I, about. They should have gone to Montessori. I would say yes. I mean, I... My dad was an evangelical pastor, so I, I need oh. to talk to you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we you know, should talk. Immediately having one, you realize, like, well, I, I still love my dad. Right. And he, he, was, he was out there, and he's still out there, you know? Um, so just, just let it go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's all spectrum-based. Like, you could... Want to be like, oh, I want her to get, you know, A's instead of B's and C minus. Or you could say, like Chris Rock's theory, keep him off the pole. Like, <laughs> and like, if that's as wide as he goes, you're like, if I do that, I'm fine. Or you could get super narrow on it and freak yourself out. But yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a spectrum for sure. And just kind of jumping into it, deciding, like, how much do I want to lose my mind over it or just let it go. Right. And then see. All right. Well, let's wrap this up because uh, we've, man. This is awesome. We've gone on a while. But uh, well, the, the question I have for you, the advice I have for me, if you could please help me, um, how do you get over these fears? How do you jump through these hurdles and become out the end better people? How do you face them? As I mean, for m- right now, I <laughs> I'll fit, guys. I've got it all figured out. Um, I mean, I suffer with, like, confidence issues I never had before I really started doing comedy because you were used to being like funny and it was so easy just to be in a group and have fun with it but when uh, entertaining people is like your career you put a lot more emphasis on it you know go home like why did no one laugh at you what's wrong with you know like so for me it's like constantly reminding yourself to be kind to to everything you do because you know you're you're your biggest champion at the end of the day no one's going to hold you up i mean it's good to surround yourself with positive and good people but we all are our own hardest critic so for for me just working as a creative type and wanting to get better and explore that i just try to not knock myself down when I, it's so easy to do and i i struggle with that still but um just work on yourself and let people help you when they can that makes things easier allow yourself to be uncomfortable you yeah. know, give yourself the space for that because I think that's on a neurological level that's the way the brain works is you experience fear you don't shove it down you don't try and hide from it but you let your body have it and it's a nasty experience but it uh, you know it, that's how you process things just like in the digestive tract I think uh, everything from an artistic perspective bacteria or from a storyteller's perspective, I think that the things that scare you end up like if you immerse yourself in those and you and you track those things down, they end up becoming some of your greatest life experiences. Um, I mean, so you kind of have to seek those things out to terrify you. If Josiah is scared of dolls, he goes into the doll museum <laughs> and he has this really funny story about it. If you're, you know, if you're afraid of dark alleys, you're gonna walk down one and you're gonna have a really funny story about it, or you get killed and then really <laughs> shitty. And then that's Bad the end stuff. of that. You don't. But someone worry about else it. will tell that I mean, story, and then you know it'll be great for someone else. But it, you know, I mean, life's I, I life's mean, about those journeys and experiences. I'm, I'm gonna cool end up at a barbecue. I'm gonna end up at a barbecue. Somebody's gonna hand me a goddamn fucking otter pop, and guess what? I'm gonna probably fucking eat it because they're delicious. <laughs> and we're all gonna be cheering you on as and you I'm do it. Think of my father. Sorry, sorry. To and and the point of making yourself vulnerable to it too. Yeah. Mm. It's not really 
It's not up to you at that point. You're going to have to eat it. It's presenting yeah. itself as hot outside. It's blue. <laughs> I... You, you, what what are the uh, that reminds Fucking me of one blue. of the, one of my favorite things I ever I ever read came in a uh, one of the best lessons I ever learned about getting over fear uh, came from Stephen Colbert of all people right when the Colbert was report was coming out he had this uh, profile in like USA Today and he was talking about how angry and pissed off he was at the world much like I am today and uh, he was talking about how on stage he would get pissed off when things went wrong during improv classes and the director locked him into a closet until he understood what learn to love the bomb meant. Learn to love those fuck-ups. And, uh, like Stanley Kubrick? No, well, I mean, kind of. Just ba- basically it, well, like in, an improv, in an improv setting. Oh, love to bomb. Like love to bomb. Like if yeah. you fuck up, like yeah. fuck yeah. Embrace but at least it. you still got up there and embraced it. And I like that. Like... When people are like, stick around for our set in a few minutes. It's gonna be great. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) Well, I know we didn't ever recover as all the way everybody looks here. Is anyone else deathly scared of prison? (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) For some reason that I I think about that all the time. I get so like I'm afraid that I'm like gonna do something where I fuck up taxes and have some like holy shit white collar crime or something. You're like ah, 20 years and like the worst. Prison I would is never terrifying. do it. I, I couldn't make it. No. Why were I don't think anyone here could. People like cross the street now. They just run and you know they, they just hope you won't hit them. They don't even look at you. They just give that you know that walk on by. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna I'm gonna hit one of them. Yeah, that lo- that walk and they flip you off for being. Uh, in I've the been road. to jail three times. It's not so that Andy's fine. Oh, he's I, tough. Stop he's being tough, pussies. everybody. I mean, <laughs> stop again, being pussies. It's experiences, all right? Everyone chill out. <laughs> I've been to jail, but I've never I've been, never been to prison. prison. I don't want to go to prison. Been oh, never no. mind. General I take it back. Pop. No. I'd be like Edward Norton in the 13th <laughs> hour, like, fuck up my face before yeah, I go in You're too pretty, there. man. You're Ooh. a gorgeous, gorgeous man. You would be. Your face would get so fucked. Yeah. No, testify. That's happening. Do we guys have? Do you guys have anything else you want to work out on stage? You know, any issues? Anything? I'm about out of my own issues at the moment. Unless you guys want to talk to me about my father a little bit more. I don't really. I've been having a lot of nightmares. Wh- what about? Uh, mostly Clear Lake, Iowa. Uh, it <laughs> happens about three or four nights a week. Uh, Doll museums. Does anyone? S- <laughs> does anyone sleepwalk in here? Uh, do you have any sleepwalkers? Yeah, like if you ever yeah. woken up somewhere, and I mean, and not like in a drunken stupor, but and had that moment where you had to convince yourself that you're not in that dream, that you're really not in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean, but you're in your own closet, and just go back to bed. <laughs> this happens to me like uh, once a month, and I have to have this argument with myself, like, no, just go back to bed. No, <laughs> the world is ending. We gotta fire these rockets. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't wake you up though. My uh, my nightmares, and and I think it's a direct correlation with my one of my first horror movies being Nightmare on Elm Street Four. I have these nightmares where these bad guys are chasing me. Only I can stop them, but I can't stop them yet. So I've got to just keep running just a little bit longer to figure out how to to stop them. Not always. They're actually, I don't think of them as nightmares. I think of them as adventure dreams. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of that monster. Just give me five more minutes. Let me, let me get up that uh, mana. Let me get that mana power going for those card Magic the gamers Gathering. Nice. Nice reference. I need another beer. Yeah, let's oh, keep hey, this train rolling. Isn't that fantastic? Anyway, so, uh, yeah. 
I was just going to say, within dreams, where it's never said out loud, but when you're in it, you're like, you understand all the rules. Yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> I, I know yeah. that I can't it stop all makes him. Sense. I'm so close. And it, there's all these un- mis- like non-stated things, but you're like, yep, that's exactly my rules in this dream right now. Yeah. And, and then, then it's two seconds. At all. There's like yeah. a backstory that you're aware of. Yep. You know you're a detective and <laughs> grizzled past. <laughs> I'm usually a superhero of some yeah. weird sorts. That With a mega cock. Like I'm like uh, Keanu Reeves who hasn't figured out the Matrix yet. <laughs> totally. But I, I honestly, I've, I've kind of figured out this Matrix. All I do is hold up an empty glass and I get another one. Can I <laughs> just stay in this dream forever? <sighs> Have you watched the first Closes three Nightmare on Elm Street? I've watched them yet? all. I watched okay. them all. I watched them I all. Just, I watched no, them I all. never caught up on the trilogy. On no. Story. I wanted to make sure that that had happened. There's, there's a fascinating uh, four-hour documentary about all seven movies. Yeah. Eight movies if you count. Uh, Eight, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. It's really great. It's called Never Sleep Again. It's on Netflix right now. I highly recommend it. It's is it fascinating. really? Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Dude, it's so good. I... I I was like, four hours? Whoa, watch the first 30 minutes. Next thing you know, it's 3 a.m. And now I'll never sleep again. Another good scary movie, uh, Hocus Pocus. So just check that out. Uh, <laughs> Classic really SJP. Gayer. <laughs> SJP. <laughs> yeah, you know what's up. Kathy Najim. Hey, uh, don't get this guy started. started. <laughs> so... I you think play, we did do pretty you play well. Keyboards, man. What? This guy's in the band. <laughs> <laughs> he likes jam bands, though. I don't know. Oh. Ty loves fish. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. They all do. Fish. <laughs> yeah. Beat it out of. That's them. my nightmare. Jam bands <laughs> never stops. It's because you're a vegan. <laughs> I'm a vegan. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll get him started. Hey, you guys. Uh, so normally at this time in the show we would do a game that I invented called Who Said It. Uh, but I got lazy, and I decided that tonight we would play Mad Libs. Are you guys down to play Mad Libs? Sure. I need, yep. a, volu- I need a volunteer, though, somebody to write down the Mad Libs. Cool. Perfect. Let me, let me just reach behind. If move. somebody wants to g- or grab me these sheets of paper. Ugh. Oh, that thanks, was him buddy. grabbing my ass. All right. Hey, I don't know if we told you one of our press releases was Mad Libs. By the way, what's true? Yeah, is that? Are you for real? That's yeah. awesome. It's true. But I wish I had gotten that email. as a journalist. Do you know how many shitty press Ugh. releases that's why I've we read did it? Yeah, that's why we did it. Years. We're like, people will be way more creative than we ever will be. <laughs> so we just let them do it. And some, some were great. I want you to send me one of these Mad Lib press releases. Done. <laughs> Deal. We're, we're gonna read it. Maybe you can. Okay. So the idea is, of course, we played Mad Libs. You just be as filthy and disgusting as possible, right? Got it. Um, <laughs> I've got. I, I haven't read this. This is going to be new to me too. I literally downloaded it and printed it out at work five minutes before I left for the day. While on the clock, I, I did all this work. We have 40, 40 adjectives here to go through, and then still read it. And then we like, God damn, this is. Why did I choose this one? Whatever, same difference. Ad libs. We know how to ad libs place. Okay, so we're just gonna go in order. Everybody picks one, and we keep it going. Uh, so a, r- yeah, a, yeah, a room or a building. A uh, building. Wait, isn't this a is spooky man? I think example barn or attic. Can uh, you write it down? Yeah, number one. Josiah, oh, the doll uh, museum, a dude. Tower. <laughs> tower. Does that work? <laughs> you already said it. Adjective. Adjective, that's like a descriptive. Uh, sure. Crunchy. Adjective. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nebulous. Work? Nebulous. Wow, that's a good one. 
Something that gives off an odor. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Humorous. <laughs> it has to be Damien. Can <laughs> <laughs> say a bad odor. It's just having an I have odor. Something like whatever. Well, we'll only produce give off odors. Uh, number five is an adjective. It's going to take him so long. So long. <laughs> it's going to be like four minutes. Do crunchy. <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> no, I don't. Let's do crunchy. Crunchy. Andy, adjective. Who cares? We're going again. Uh, tall. <laughs> no, spooky. Spooky. I like spooky. Josiah, thing, singular noun. Uh, uh, tennis shoe. Tennis shoe. Thing, singular noun. Cock. Great. Trey, you said make it dirty, right? Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, it's Mad Libs. That's how you play it, right? Thank you. Adjective. <laughs> Moist. There we go. Oh, best word ever. Guys. Present tense verb. Comes. Comes. <laughs> Comes. With a U. With a Z. <laughs> uh, we're on 10. K-U-M-Z. Past tense verb. Comes playing round the clock. Wept. <laughs> Wept. Wept. This is going to be good. A number. I'm sweating so much. Google. That's a fucking number, Damien. Look Google is a goddamn number? It's a one with a million zeros. It, is an, I- <laughs> it is an IP address. <sighs> So I have very successful. Why did I choose one not wrong? Josiah, what is a body part? Uh, the uh, clavicle. Mm-hmm. A real gym rat. <laughs> Present Quad. tense, ed verb. Ed verb. Yeah, you know, so like ed, like travel. Present tense. Um, now it's like happening right now. Whatever. J- uh, jumped. No, that's not right. I don't know. That's Jump? what this says. Jump. Jump. Cool. Whatever. Make it work. <laughs> Adverb. It's hard. <laughs> Playfully. Oh, great. Yeah. Next time we're doing who said this again. Uh, you said that very innocently. <laughs> present tense verb. Present tense verb. Yeah, no, right? We'll ask Josiah. What is a present Yours tense verb? Play- he doesn't know. Playfully. He's a, he's a writer. It's an action word in the present tense. Yeah, like I jump. Mean, Everybody jump. Play. Yeah, play. Yeah, That's present tense. An adjective. Is that all you bad as adjectives? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funnily? <laughs> Funny's an adjective. <laughs> Andy, can I get a singular noun, a thing from you? Penis. There you go. Another singular noun thing from you. Uh, Mr. Josiah. Toe jam? Toe jam. Toe jam. Whoa, buddy. Present tense verb? Again? God, um, God damn, I'm sorry. Um, dance. It's like an English lesson. Yeah, and I'm probably failing, so that's fine. You make us diagram okay. a sentence. ING verb. Fisting. <laughs> Hell yeah. A present tense verb. 
<laughs> playfully to play fisting to fist, but <laughs> I'm thinking. Sounds like a gang slogan. I'm thinking read, read, read. An intellect read. day. Huh. How about a past tense verb? Uh, red. Red. <laughs> Cheers. What number do you want? Me too. Past tense verb again. There's 70 more to go. Or 24. <laughs> God damn. I thought this was going <laughs> to... No, it's fine. It's great. In your head, it's like, oh my God, it's going to be so quick. There's like Google blanks. Uh, came. Came. Past tense verb. You looked at me really weird when I yeah, said I know. that. I know. We were supposed to be making it dirty. I'm not the one who no, started no, yes, the whole yes, thing. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I was 26? having a regular one. Cool. Uh, name of someone you know. Uh, um, Jen Johnson. Local celebrity. You guys check her out. All right. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> ING verb. ING verb. Um, ooh. Ooh. Um, Farden. Farting. Farting. Farting's great. Oh. We got the next three are past tense verbs, or the next four are past tense verbs, guys. Demolished. Really closed. <laughs> Whacked. Destroyed. A rock band. We're a pretty What's another body part? Uh, the corpus callosum. It's what connects the two hemispheres of the brain. That's you know, at a party or what? Quit. That's what's really sexy. Okay, we, we've got just a couple more. We're almost done, I promise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. 33. I have no idea. ING verb. Uh, ING verb. Um, uh, um, Teabagging. Thank you. Thank you. Let's make it work. An adjective, sir. It, it goes adjective, <laughs> ING verb. Adverb, name of someone you know. Squidgy. <laughs> adverb. Wait, you're adverb. I think, wait, holy shit. Where are we? 35. ING verb. I was going to say confusing, but that was an adjective. Hmm. Hmm. Humping. Hmm. She was confusing. How do you feel? It was confusing nah. someone. Yeah, but you guys are so yeah, helpful. Conf yeah. Confounding you. All right. It's a really welcoming okay, crowd. Okay. <laughs> Adverb for you, sir. Remarkably. Judges will take it. <laughs> the name of someone you know. You right next. To uh, Rock Mike. Rock Mike. <laughs> All right, that guy's name. Jake. Rock boy, sorry. Rock boy. Why? Rock, rock boy. boy. Uh, rock, rock hard boy. Mike. I had totally different dreams when I was a kid. Rock boy. Rock hard throbbing Mike. Mike just seemed like a cool name for that guy. Oh, and that's where it ends. That's it. No. We have three more. An ING verb, sir. Sexting. Sexting. Things plural noun. 
I, I don't fucking know either. Chairs. It's a grab bag. Chairs. Thank you. <laughs> it's basic. Thank for the, you guys. For the win or whatever. I don't know. For the win. Let's make it. Let's, let's, let's go all out. Thing. Singular noun. Thing. Singular noun. Yeah. Labia. Perfect. Chair labia. <laughs> okay. You said that with such care. Who wants to labia. read this, ma- th- this masterpiece? Okay. This is my biggest fear right here. <laughs> <laughs> this Mad Lib. This is our life work, guys. Good work. <laughs> what was... We weren't allowed to go to the tower, and we really didn't want to. It was crunchy and nebulous Mm -hmm. and smelled like a salamander. The steps leading down into the tower were crunchy, and there was a spooky Tennessee hoe next to the cock. It felt moist, and we wanted to come. (laughs) We wept toward the tower. Gogol steps at a time till our clavicles. Google Google steps. Google steps. It's a a one with a hundred. That's a lot of steps. At a time till our clavicle jumped playfully and we were too scared to play. There was always a funnily penis coming up. From below. Ooh. the, The toe jam. And we weren't brave enough to dance it. Oh, that's a pity. Yeah. One day there was a fisting sound. (laughs) <laughs> Guilty. And <laughs> goosh, goosh, goosh. It was coming. <laughs> it was coming from the tower. We wanted to know what was making the sound, but we were afraid Don't. we might read. We read and came. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We read and came, but each time the fear would ejaculate us, <laughs> and we would back away, terrified. Finally, Jen Johnson decided to face the fear <laughs> and go Woo, down Johnson. to the tower. <laughs> when we didn't hear farting, we became encouraged That's and weird. followed behind, praying we would not be demolished <laughs> by whatever it was that closed and whacked down there. When we made it to the very bottom, we destroyed corpus closums. That's your brain goo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped tightly around each other. If you did that. Barely teabagging. <laughs> That's a skill they teach then, you in Tokyo. Then we saw it. It was squidgy and it was confusingly <laughs> remarkable. We moved closer. We couldn't breathe. It was Rock Mike or Boy Rock Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sexting. <laughs> and the chairs in the labia. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Sounds like enough Montreal song. Good job, everybody. Sounds like that was the ghost tower. Game of Thrones episode. Most of that was worth the payoff. I gotta say, next time, if we ever do that again, it'll be much shorter. Like, that was an opus, Christ. man. No, don't worry about that at all. <laughs> I, I want to copy that's, that. That's better L- than literally, a lot of I was, I, was, I was taking a bloody <laughs> shit at work today. And I, I was fucking around. I was like, oh, man, Madelips yeah, would be a fun game. Anymore. And the first one I downloaded had 40 fucking... Okay. Thank you to uh, hey, Happy Fun Girl. I think you really should see someone about that. <laughs> yeah. If we've oh, learned no, no, nothing no, 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 tonight, no, no, Damien, it's, it's, it's okay. that you have some physical problems. <laughs> you got some poop problems. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine I think guys. you're doing great, fine. Damien, man. We're in this together. Uh, so <laughs> this ends the talk show portion of the show. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to do a silly, stupid, ridiculous commercial real quick. And then Mara, would you Mara. mind? Uh, Mara, Mara, Mara. I'm sorry. I'm it's fucking okay. Mala. I'm sorry. It's all right. Please forgive me. I'm, you're forgiven. Thank you for. Anyway. And then the. It, it, I'm a good person. Now, I'm, now I can't remember which one Don't it is. Don't worry about it. I'll say it myself. Say it now. It's Mara. 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 <laughs> Mara's going to do a set. And then yeah. the newer going to do a set. And Josiah will be here to autograph your books you buy from Matt. Indeed. Or the ones he, uh, he sells you in the dark alley. So if you guys want to leave, I'm going to do a quick commercial. Do you, do you want to take a quick break or you just want to go? I'll just go do your commercial and I'll come up right after. Cool. Yeah. Takes just a second. I just want to show off some of the cool finds we had here today at Mutiny. This has been so much fun. Has it? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. This is the best. Thank you. Thank you. This is why I do plugs at the beginning because I forget to do them at the end. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do another one of these next month. I think the theme is going to be Home for the Holidays, which is a place I've never been. No, I'm just kidding. I purposely avoid going home for the holidays. Um, so in honor of my father, so here's some of the cool things we found today in uh, Mutiny that we'd like to share with you guys. First off, thanks to Ginny. Ginny, let's give it a round of applause for Ginny. For Ginny has never poured a beer in her life before until tonight, and now she is a goddamn pro. Uh, please tip her so that she can afford her dream wedding to Corey from Arliss Nancy and keep him home alone. So let's talk about some of the cool things I found today. Uh, one of my favorite books, it's kind of a scary story. It's about a girl that gets adopted and killed and then watches her family in heaven. It's one of my favorite books of all time. I've never cried my eyes out harder. It is, of course, The Lovely Bones, everyone. Anybody, anybody read The Lovely Bones? It's great. Cried my goddamn eyes out. Um, this is a book about my cat hoarding alter ego. Stephen King's The Dark Half, one of my favorite books of all time. I read it when I was 14 years old, fucked with my head. Clyde Barker has always been a huge influence on me. I got to meet him once. Uh, fantastic guy. This is Hellraiser, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Watched that when I was six years old. We'll never watch it again. Miss Piggy's Guide to Life. I mean, I, I really, everything I've ever needed to learn about life, I learned from Miss fucking Piggy in this fucking book right here. Um, and this in her Jazzercise record. If you haven't caught her Jazzercise record, Please check it out. Miss Piggy, uh, I forget the name of it. Oh, man, look at this. Look at this. Where'd they go? Miss Piggy in a mud mask. Look at that. Just beauty. Beauty right there, folks. <laughs> beauty. And uh, one of my favorite records of all time, released by a local music venue or record label, whatever. I'm drunk. Who cares? Uh, lead singer Kid Dynamite put out a record. Oh, yeah, Suburban Home. Andy worked for Suburban Home. Andy wrote her out. You wrote a novel, too. I'm sorry I forgot to mention that in your uh, intro there. Andy wrote a novel, too. Can you buy that novel here, Andy? No, uh, oh, well, I've never. Well, fuck you. Uh, this is uh, the lead singer of Kid Dynamite and None More Black put out a record. They, never, they played one show, Never Again. It is his best work. One of my favorite of all time in records, LaGratia. It is... Uh, this is actually a super hard to find out of print record that you can get here at Mutiny for $13. I suggest you guys get it. And uh, what the fuck was that, Andy? Kiki D band. And then in honor of my father taking me to see Robocop at six years old and fucking being an awesome, crazy, bipolar father uh, that hoarded cats in newspapers and marijuana, uh, you can get uh, Robocop trading cards right here for three whole dollars. <laughs> uh, so let's bring up one of my favorite Denver comedians. She hosts. 
Mara. Mara Wiles and the Funky Brunch at Grandma's house. One of the, well, you know, it's a pretty good brewery. It's no ratio, but it's all right. Uh, let's bring up Mara. And, uh, hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody, let's bring up Mara. One of the best goddamn comedians here in Denver. One of the best, uh, best podcast guests I've ever had. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for uh, being on the show, hanging out, having a good time. Uh, I don't know how to introduce people. I'm gonna get off. Give it up for Damien, everybody! I will keep my set short and sweet, unlike my actual set, which is remarkable. What? Yeah, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I will get no ad adverbs are descriptive verb. I don't care, guys. I don't know anymore. We got a we got a good party vibe going on in here. Good good time to ask a serious question. Uh, I always like to have a group of room of people to ask questions to get feedback. Uh, guys, when did tickling stop being fun for you? Was it was it right now? You know, uh, someday I'm just gonna go after somebody real good. I think tickling stopped being fun for me the uh, summer my uncle told me I should get my bikini zone waxed. I then. I became online, I was like, no, I'm okay, nobody touch me, arm's length, please. Arm's length, please. He was just an esthetician, he was just doing his job, looking out, bikini waxers, those are for my metros out there. I don't like tickling, I don't like tickling because I didn't like how in my 20s, men would use it as like a flirtation device to like seduce women on their kickball teams, you know? Usually a guy you work with, you have to see him all the time. He doesn't know how to talk to you as a human, but God damn it, there's tickling. And, you know, it's a quick way to touch you, make a connection. You run into him at work at the water cooler, and he's like, hey, <laughs> great job last week at the game. You hit that, you hit that home run. I saw that. <laughs> oh, you hit a home run, didn't you? <laughs> you going to be there this Wednesday? You going to be there? I'm going to bring a 30 rack. You going to be there and drink some beers and kick some home runs? <laughs> yeah. Tina's coming. Jake's there. You're going you're gonna to kick some on run. You're going to drink some beers and have a great time. <laughs> oh, what? You got to pee your pants? <laughs> oh, you're going to pee your pants? Oh, come on. You got to kick some home runs and drink some beers and pee your pants. <laughs> Are you going to pee your pants for me? <laughs> Are you going to kick some balls and pee your pants and drink some beers? <laughs> pee your pants for me when you're kicking the balls and peeing kicking on the balls. Are you going to well, see you on the game? See you at the field. No? You guys don't play kickball? Just me? Just me? Just me playing the kickball? You know, as far as fetishes go, being's pretty easy to do. <laughs> you know, like, they're not asking me to, like, poop on them, which is, like, depending on the day and what I've eaten, you know? So it's like, peeing, I can go whenever, you know? Good to go. Not with having sex, but I can pee every 30 minutes if you need it. If you's a freak. <laughs> It's a new, it's a new bit. <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, I'm feeling great lately. I've been feeling really great lately. I feel just invigorated about my life, about my passions. I feel like, you know when you were a kid and you used to swing on a swing and you'd be swinging and you feel so alive and so happy and you thought, can I go any higher? I, I can. I went higher this last time. This is amazing. I've never felt so free. And then the Xanax kicks in. And then you're just really cruising. And then you remember, I'm not supposed to be at this playground. They asked me to leave several times. I better go. I better go. And you get out of there because can't hang out with kids, you know. 
As much as you want to, if you think they're cool, you just can't hang out with kids. The other day I was telling a joke and I was meant to say I was talking to a woman, but I was like, I was talking to a girl. I was hanging out with a girl the other day, which is just a funny visual, like talking about stuff, <laughs> like bills. Kids don't get that. No? All right. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I, I went and climbed to the top of a 14er the other day. Time climbed to the top of a goddamn mountain, everybody. A mountaintop, 14er to be exact. I didn't climb it. I drove most of the way. And then we parked, and then we saw a goat, and we're like, ooh, stay away from him. And then we walked up with a beer. So, yeah, I think that's probably the most Colorado thing I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> you know, is that at top of that mountain when you get to the tip top of a 14er? Bunch of goddamn rocks, guys. It felt like I uh, sold a bill of goods I did not want. People... People die to get to the top of mountains. People get hit by lightning. People leave their best friends and take their oxygen tanks. And I, I just had to do a, a tank of gas. So I think it's a good trade-off. Uh, I, I, I try to appreciate, get the best out of life because I appreciate life. I think every day is a gift, okay? And the most magical days are Visa gift cards. No? No? <laughs> That's a pretty good gift card. <laughs> if you're not familiar with gift cards. I, I, uh, I myself, uh, one of my fears that I no longer have, I don't fear death because I kind of already went through that earlier in my life. I was terminally ill, uh, renal failure, was saved by the living, by a gift of a living donation. I had a kidney transplant. Yeah, clap. No one claps. Everyone thinks I'm joking. I'm not joking. It needs your claps to live. You know, that's how they don't give you medication. They just say positive reinforcement. Uh, no, my best friend ended up being a match, donated her kidney to me. It's been a tremendous gift. Uh, ever since then, I always have to pick her up from the airport. So there's a, there's a, there's a caveat. <laughs> there's a caveat. I, uh, I'm doing good now. I'm feeling healthy. I've got meds. I take care of myself. I only drink ratio beer, which everybody knows um, fights renal failure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I keep it in moderation. Uh, no, uh, but I'm feeling good, and it's, it's, you know, it's a livable disease. Uh, I had lupus, same as Selena Gomez. I'm no hero. Uh, that's what attacked my body. But I, I'm feeling good now, and I, I wonder about the women who have to make, um, you know, serious decisions about how the, that totally changed them as a woman. You know, like, a lot of women, you know, get breast cancer. Some get breast cancer so horrible it infects, you know, both breath. You have to make a decision whether or not to get a, mis a double mastectomy, which is removal of um, both of your, bos your bosom, just your one bosom, removal of it, so the cancer doesn't spread. Um, you know, Tig has done it, Tig Notaro, comic, uh, Angelina Jolie, humanitarian, she did it. And I wonder, because it is such a huge, it's a huge decision to make. What would I do if I was ever in that situation? It's such a tough choice to make. And I think what I would do is I was, would remove my larger one first and spend the remaining days with my smaller one and pay attention to it because nobody ever else, you know, did. <laughs> I always forget to say one boob's bigger than the other guys. Uh, you know, I'd spend time with it, you know, do the things you want to do when you really want to take care of somebody, do the things they love, you know, like go to a cold movie theater. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh... Try on a push-up bra, <laughs> you know, just one. You're the star today. Uh, take it to the beach one last time. Get those tan lines out of there. And then uh, humanely drown her in the ocean. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Thanks again for having me. I'll do, do one quick bit and I'll be out of here. Uh, I'm kind of a gross person. I've been sweating a lot. This has a lot of butt sweat on it. Hope that's okay with everybody. I don't know what it is. It's heat, probably. Some sort of body gland thing. Uh, but I've been sweating a lot. I'm kind of a gross person. I mean, not gross. I do my part. I don't take showers on a regular basis. You don't need to. It's a lie they told you as a child. You don't need to. Um, so I don't shower a lot. But it's good, because with women, there's lots of tricks to get around it, the loopholes. Like, instead of uh, showering, I just use dry shampoo. If you guys know what dry shampoo is, if you don't, it's a, it's a great little aerosol shampoo that you can spray. It makes your hair look thicker, a little vivacious, sucks up all the oil, you know, little volume, nice little fragrance. And what's great about it, too, is the aerosol spray uh, is strong enough that it just knocks all the twigs and the jizz from the night before. So it's just like... <laughs> And then I just light a match and burn it all down, because that's my plan B. <laughs> just burn it down to the ground. Another life hack, if you guys are looking for lists, <laughs> I got a lot of them. Another thing you can do, ladies, I forget to put on deodorant. You know, you can rub a crystal on there, see what that does for you. Uh, I don't wear it anymore. I forget a lot. Got a lot of things going on in the morning. Uh, so now if I forget, another quick tip. Forget, go to a bar, a restaurant, get some quarters, quarter, 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 maxi pad, maxi pad. I call it the dirty working girl or the reverse shoulder pad, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Works in a pinch. Because we all have our a low. I'm sure I mean, we're here with some rock and rollers. I'm sure they had like a disgusting low at some point in time, you know? I was a person told you can't eat raw chicken from the ground, just throw it away, let it go. You know, so you got to learn your levels. And I'm going to tell you guys a story. Hopefully, it'll save some lives. There's no mic stands here. I was searching. That's like a comic you know is in trouble. I'm just going to like sit down like a dog in a minute. Um, they're over. There's so many to choose from. Um, so a new low, and I want to tell you guys, because uh, all, we all have to decide what our bottom is for disgusting things we'll do. And uh, I'll tell you a story about my sister who's a gross garbage person, and you guys can learn and walk away knowing. She was just a kid. You know, she didn't mean, she didn't think you didn't mean. She did not mean to do it, you know. She was just so young. She was at a concert, Red Rocks having the time of her life, and she was a tomboy. No purse for her. Just a flip phone, a ticket to whatever shitty jam band she was going to go see, her ID and 40 bucks. She got her union bays on, just partying with the girls. And those key lights, they went right through her. So before the show, she needed to hit up that porta pate. And as she was zipping up those union bays, her phone, her good time, her $40 fell into a pile of doo-doo, guys, yeah. And what did she do? What did she do? What, what did she do? She grabbed that phone, was greeted by sorority sisters with hand sanitizer, cleaned it off, made a phone call, got a parasite, and she lost that freshman 15. It worked for her, okay? It worked for her. But we all know what she should have done, what any of us would have done in that situation. What she should have done should, she should have just dove in and committed to her new life as a garbage person, you know? <laughs> just stomp that stuff down, put up some shelves from Ikea. That's a tiny house, everybody. We're all going to be living in one of those soon, you guys. Thanks so much. Enjoy the new. They're funny and cool. You guys are great. Put it together for your host tonight. Thank you. I didn't know it was one of those kind of shows, Mar Mar Wiles, everybody. Where did our beer go? She needs that now.
He's an owl, buddy. Buddy. Okay, everybody. Uh, I don't know what to do or say in these moments. I'm a podcast host, for God's sake. Everything I do, I do in secret. Um, but we have the new coming up next. I'm sure they've got a couple seconds, moments, minutes to set up here. And uh, an hour? No, uh, but they're, they're about to set up. And uh, they're probably going to blow us away, right? If you, if you like what you hear... You guys have the new Schmue Brew back here. You can buy it. You get a download code to their new record. It's out now. Greater Than Records. If not, you can find it at Greater Than Records. Greater Than Records.com. You guys are all around. You can pick it up right there. Tyler's got it right there. But I'm just telling them to drink more beer, Tyler, because I'm funnier the more beer they drink. And I'm not that funny. Sorry, right, I'm going to get off the stage, let these guys set up, and let's, uh, let's party. Alright buddies, before we get into this live performance from the new, I just wanted to thank once again Mutiny Information Cafe, all the guests, and Ratio Beer Works for coming together and helping make this one of the best, most harmless live podcasts we've done yet. We've got another one planned for November 19th at Mutiny, uh, 10pm. Stay tuned for more details on that. The theme is going to be Home for the Holidays. Um, I'd also like to come and apologize to you, the listeners, and to the new. We recorded their live set through a Zoom handheld uh, micro recorder. Just placed it in the room. It's worked very well in the past for some of the other bands we've done on the show. But unfortunately for this one, we just didn't have the vocals up high enough in the mix. And if you've ever been to a punk rock basement show or a punk rock show in a bookstore like Mutiny, uh, you'll know sometimes the vocals are, it's a little hard to get the vocals um, up and loud enough over, over the band. So unfortunately, that was the case in this instance. I do think it gives a really good, solid live effect and feel for what the band is like. Uh, please check them out. They are the new K-N-E-W. Their new record is Shmew. It is fantastic. And um, hopefully this gives you a good idea of what they were like. And it's a great representation of that night because that's kind of how they sounded. And uh, just generally uh, great time, great dudes. Uh, and let's take a listen to their live set from Mutiny with the vocals buried. And uh, we'll see you in the funny pages, folks. You take care now.
Thanks again for having us. Yeah. Everyone better be gone, gone by the end of this, otherwise we did not do that. Alright, I'm in tune, everything's fine. Oh, man.